1: Welcome to Wine Talk for today, Wednesday, September 14th. It's 11 p.m. Eastern, and I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru, coming to you live from beautiful Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do.
0: The lights be so good.
1: Take your calls anytime during the show at 1-646-381-4860 or email me your questions at info at studentwineguru.com. You can also go into my chat room here on the show page and chat with other wine enthusiasts or tweet me any questions you like at, at studentwineguru on Twitter and I'll read them live on the show. I want to say thanks to all the listeners globally for getting the show and the word out about my show. Welcome to all of you listening worldwide Call that. The power of the people meets the power of the Internet. Now, if you want to know more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru. You can find the websites, the videos, the magazines, and TV shows I'm currently a part of. Now, speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo!, The Examiner, and Simply the Best magazine. So look for those. I'm in the latest issue of Simply the Best, which is a lifestyle magazine available on newsstands and Barnes & Noble stores. Pick one up and check out my article on Generation Wires or the Millennials. All my wine articles are now available on any smartphone. Just download the Hello Vino app, it's one word, and you can take my wine reviews and articles with you anywhere you go. Tonight, I have on a wine innovator from Italy. His wines have been talked about, tasted, and everyone in the industry, as well as wine consumers, come to the same conclusion. They are enological masterpieces. He followed in his father's footsteps by taking over the family days in 1988, right out of enological school. I'm going to ask him, what was that like to just immediately out of school take over? The name of his amazing company is Renato Roddy. Wines, and his name, Pietro Ratti. He'll be joining us shortly. Of course, the number to call in is one or if you're shy and you prefer the computer, email me your questions to info at com. You can also tweet me your questions to at Guru on Twitter, and I will read them live right here on the show. As always, I've opened the chat room for the listeners to go into and chat. You can also ask questions of me or... Pietro, and I will check into the chat room live periodically during the show to get answers for you. Now, let me make sure that everyone listening knows Pietro's website and can go there for more information about him and Renato Ratti Wines. To learn more about Pietro, go to www.renatoratti.com, that's R-E-N-A-T-O-R-A-T-T-I.com, and find out the history, news, and where to buy his wines locally, or buy it online. I mean, That's the beauty of the Internet. You can sip some wine while you buy some wine. So, without any further wait, let me bring on my guest for the evening, Pietro Ratti, everyone. Ciao, Pietro. How are you?
2: Hey, Stu. <laughs> Very well, thank you.
1: Good, good, good. I know. First and foremost, I want to thank you Uh, by being on my show. It's a great honor to have you here tonight. And I want to say, I guess it's more morning for you. It's 5 a.m. there in Italy. Am I right?
2: Exactly. Very early.
1: Well, I appreciate you getting up early to talk with us. Uh, I'm I'm extremely excited and very happy uh, to know that uh, my my listeners worldwide get a chance to talk with you. Um, Thank you. So I have uh, in the chat room so far Big Bob from New Jersey, and he's saying, hey, Stu and Pietro, so I'm going to say a shout-out to Big Bob in the chat room. Um, I have many questions, Pietro, for you, and so I will get right to it because we have a limited amount of time. So here's maybe a philosophical question for you, but I will ask it anyway. What does wine represent to you, Pietro?
2: What's wine? You mean my wine or wine in general?
1: Wine in general.
2: Wine is very important, of course. But for me, uh, it's part of my life because it's my part of my uh, uh, the history of my family and uh, uh, my work. So it's a uh, 100% of my of my life. Wine is an hmm. important beverage. is a is a is a very old uh, antique. Uh, product, natural product uh, uh, so it's part also of, of the history of, of Italy, of our country so it goes back uh, more than 2000 years ago Absolutely. so it's uh, it's an incredible uh, uh, natural, totally natural product and uh, to be able like for me to, to transform grape into a wine,
1: it's a fantastic experience and and the other thing is that's pretty amazing about wine is that it's alive. It's the only beverage that's actually alive and evolves, you know? Exactly. Um, I, I've said this before, too, and, I, and I'm sure you've heard this. I mean, the obvious things are that you can open up a bottle of wine and taste it, and five minutes later, it'll taste completely different. Uh, you can taste it with some food, and again, it'll be completely different. You can taste it a day later, and so on and so on. So... It's the only beverage that does that uh, and has that ability, and uh, I think that's what brings all of us uh, together and has that commonality. Um, I have some some tweets here, so I'm just going to answer some tweets, get some questions answered for them. Uh, Alice Ryan, 12 tweets, I like Dolcetto. Is this considered table wine in Piedmont?
2: Yes, it's considered like the everyday wine of uh, Piedmont, uh, because the grape, uh, d- they deliver uh, good fruit, uh, a good elegance, not a, a high, very high alcohol. It's a wine that we don't age very long, so we c- we keep only stainless steel tanks, and we normally uh, bottle the wine in the in the early spring of the year after the vintage. So it's a fantastic wine to drink with the easy food. And, and that's why it's considered the everyday wine
1: of my region. Okay. Thank you, Alice Ryan, 12, for uh, tweeting your question. Uh, let's see. Well, we have um, – I'm just going to kind of s- jump around here, so bear with me. Um, James, the wine guy from California, tweets, uh, what is your favorite vintage and Why?
0: And and I, I guess I took
2: your a, wine. A, a winemaker the favorite vintage is always uh, you know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> of
2: course. It's, uh of course is the is the, the last one, no? <laughs>
1: exactly.
2: Always <laughs> difficult. You know, I'm now in two thousand eleven, so uh, I just started in two thousand eleven so for me is the sure. it's the most exciting now. Uh so it's difficult to say. We, we we've been lucky in Piemonte because we had a a, a group of, of uh very solid uh, High-quality, uh, exciting vintages uh, in the row. Since uh, 2004, uh, we've been—we uh, all had good vintages, from from great to to uh, excellent. So it's uh, even in the last ones, it's hard to choose uh, the best one. And I hope always ex- uh, it's, it's the the last one,
1: <laughs> of course. Exactly. It's the same question as what's the best? What's your the best wine? and that you have and it's basically whatever wines in your glass is the best wine. Exac
2: exactly.
1: Exactly. Um
2: I like the elegant um I like the elegant uh vintages. So like uh, let's right. say Right now we have barolo two thousand and seven, which is the current uh, vintage of of the barolo wine and it's very extremely elegant refined uh, at the same time uh, deep uh, and 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 the wide uh, type of wine but very approachable very nice fantastic and, and at the same time I like uh, the more uh, a little bit more uh, we say in italian introverso introverse a little bit more tight more classic right. uh, like two thousand and six. Uh, that it's it's a it's a vintage that would go for for on for many many years. Right. So it depends also. So on how how it depends p- what's
1: I'm sorry Pietro I didn't mean to oh, no. interrupt you. Right. Yeah. No, I was gonna say I have a call for you. Um yeah. so let's just see who who's on the line here and we'll take the call. One moment. Thank you. Hi Carla, where are you calling from? What is your name and where are you calling from?
0: Uh, Stu, this is Susie. I'm the lady in Miami that's always emailing you and you're always, uh, so kind and you asked me to, uh, call and here I am and, uh, thank you for taking my call.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, Susie. It's a pleasure to actually speak to you on the phone and have you on our radio show. Um, so, uh, would you like to ask Pietro a question about his wines?
0: Uh, yes, please. Go right ahead. Okay. I needed to know, uh, which is the, uh, Best wine for eating with pasta? Would that be Cabernet, Merlot, or uh, Pinot Noir?
2: Okay, you you want my answer? Of course, I don't know. I don't know Cabernet, Pinot Noir, Merlot. I don't know these grapes. I'm I'm joking. <laughs> where where? Uh, but my region is uh, is known for uh, our local grapes. Uh, so, in Piemonte, we grow dolcetto, barbera, nebbiolo as as red grapes, and I think from my local grapes, I would suggest barbera because uh, of uh, the acidity of the wine uh, and, uh, and, uh, and the fruit of the wine, I think is one of the best uh, type of wine to to match with pasta, and especially with pasta with tomato.
0: Which one did which one would you say is closest to uh Ruffini Chianti classico? Uh
2: the Chianti is a different uh, Chianti is a wine from uh-huh. Tuscany which is made by right. Sangiovese grape in Sangiovese. Right. Okay.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, I
2: think Barbera, Barbera can be similar to to Sangiovese in this way. Uh a little fr- fr- uh, more more fruity uh, and and you- and very nice. Right.
0: Where are your wines sold? I live in uh, Miami, Florida.
2: Where? I don't know because uh, uh, um, I'm not uh, uh, personally in charge of, of uh, direct uh, distribution of my wine uh, oh, okay. uh, in the United States. So I have an importer uh, who is Dreyfus Ashby, which is uh, uh, in charge of the distribution of the wines. So I yes, don't I really
1: at. I was going to say, uh, Pietro, um, Susie, actually, if you want, I will email you a place, list of places okay. that you can put Pietro's. And I want to thank you for calling in and asking oh, of Pietro. Of course.
0: And thank and you for always uh, being so kind and helping me out. And uh, and I appreciate you always taking time to answer all my questions regarding wines, too. And thank you very much, uh, Pietro.
2: Thank you, Silvia. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great evening, Susie.
0: You take care.
1: No, Susie, Thanks, sorry. Bill. Susie, Thanks, sorry. sorry. Okay. Thank you, Susie. That was Susie calling in for uh, Pietro uh, from Miami. So um, the I have some more questions I want to ask you directly myself as we have some time ticking down here. Um, take us back to what it was like to have to take over such a large responsibility of a wine company after, unfortunately, your father passing Years ago, um, what was that like? I'm coming right out of college, and and then and, and you know, really taking over the lead um, of such an incredible wine company.
2: It's uh, it was difficult. I was 20, so I was very young. Uh, at that age, uh, you don't really. I mean, uh, it's difficult to understand what's going on in in uh, in life,
0: <laughs> and sure. uh,
2: and and so and also, my 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 problem was also. I think, you know, I was so young to understand really what was going on. So you had a mix of, of like, youth, like uh, excitement uh, that makes you going, in. And, uh, and uh, the only thing that was, was difficult for me was more uh, the idea, um, you know, in agriculture, in viticulture, you have, and especially in a, in a place like Piemonte, which is uh, we have a lot of rain, which is a, in a right. it's a difficult place to grow grapes. Of course, it's a very challenging. So at that at that age when you are young, it was difficult for me to accept that you work all year and then maybe one day uh, there is a, a, a wrong rain or a hail and you destroy your your production or you can ruin your production. So when you're young, you just want to be able to control everything. You want to be on top of it. And it was difficult for me sometimes to, to be also to be patient, to wait. And be patient and wait. Sure. And, and uh, so if, if, you, if you talk to a farmer uh, anywhere in the world, patience is, is part of, of, of the life. You, you need to be patient. You need to, uh, to see the sky. You have to wait. And uh, just by time... Uh, you get that now i'm forty three of course still young but I have now more than twenty vintages uh in my experience and and right. i'm and i got that i got that the patience uh so it takes time like any any type of of uh, of job and uh and uh but it it takes this this job is 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 very challenging uh, and, but it's a type of work that uh uh again you make wine once a year so in a in a, in a good life uh you make what 50 i mean if you start early like me 60 i don't know but you, you let's say 50 wines in your life right time, which is not a lot now you should think about that so uh um, you have to be so by experience and patience of course it's very important for a winemaker
1: yeah, and I guess it's just like, as you said, it's just like making wine. Uh, you know, you acquire the patience as you andor or the wine matures. So, and it's it's not something that you can rush. At, but as as the crafting of the wine takes patience and and time, uh, and and matures with time, so does the winemaker, right?
2: Exactly. Like for instance, we have a even in the in the last vintages, it was it was interesting. Like uh, we had we have wines that mature faster. Like 2007 was very was made already out of the out of the of the tank out of the grapes, and then we had other vintages like uh, 2006, very shy, very tight. It didn't. it, It was not maturing. It was it was going very slowly, 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 and you be you need to be patient to understand that the wine takes more time. So uh, again, it's part of the experience because you say, ah, oh, remember another vintage like this, but also to be to wait for the wine, as 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 you you said before. Also, wine is always changing. Now it's always uh, it is it, is a is a fantastic problem because it's always uh, maturing and changing. So you have to. To wait the time uh, its own time, each vintage is different, each wine is different, each vineyard is different, so it's very important to uh to follow to
1: follow the wine as as much as possible absolutely um, I, the other question I had by is what varietals do you see as up and coming favorites for the world market that you'll be creating?
2: Uh, what do you mean? Like which wines? Yes. like I can see from 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 uh, from here or in general, or you mean? Uh,
1: no, from there. Like
2: my in my winery. Yes. My, you know, we we uh, I've been making the same wines more or less in the in the last years. I make uh, mm-hmm. eight eight wines.
0: And, right. uh, Are you still?
1: And, do you plan on making other other varietals, other Italian varietals, uh, you know, Piedmont varietals, or ones that you think uh, that you're working on or tinkering with, if you will?
2: Right now, but uh, something I, I just I'm just releasing now in uh, in uh, mm-hmm. United States, and uh, it's a new it's a new Barbera from Asti, you know, in Barbera Barbera is a grape and and right. they, they have a different appellation be, because of the place where they are where the grapes are grown so we have a barbera d'alba so from from the alba region and then right. in 2009 i decided to make also barbera d'asti from vineyards in asti which is about uh, 20 miles from here it's a different area different microclimate different soil very exciting to make wines there too. So we have we had uh, uh vineyards there and and we used to make a blend to, so to blend barbera with other grapes and and since 2009 I decided to make a a, a 100% barbera d'asti. So that's a new product that uh, it is different from the alba version. The the asti one is a little bit more rustic. It's a wine that, uh that needs a little bit more 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 wood age aging. Um, it's a, it's a, one a little bit more uh, uh, I call a a little bit more exuberant. <laughs> uh, so you right. need to uh, <laughs> to age a little bit longer, and it's a very interesting. So to have the two the two Barbera one more fruity the the Alba style, and we can release younger, and and one uh, more rustic uh, more powerful the Asti one.
1: So that would be the differences between the two.
2: This is a, a simple, yeah. There's a difference between the two, yeah. That's why we have right now we're releasing 2010 Barbera d'Alba, more fruity again, uh, and then then we are releasing the Barbera Dusty 2009. As it needs a little bit more time,
1: again. Right. Um, let me ask you a question. So I, I I actually have some email questions here. I'm just going to grab real quick. Uh, first one is from Tim at Seven Springs, uh, from Wormwood, England. And it says, Hi, Pietro. Greetings from England. My two questions are, number one, have you tried any wines made from the Nebbiolo grape outside of your area of Italy? And did you like those wines? That's the first question he has. And the second question is, as a producer of wine, he has a, a, a wine company uh, called uh, Seven Springs Vineyards out of Hermanus, South Africa. Just so you know. Um, and he said, as a producer of uh the great grape varietals uh in the world the nebbiolo that you make what are the main challenges for the future of making a nebbiolo
2: Nebbiolo is a very difficult uh, grape to grow and uh it's a no, it's an ancient we can say an ancient local grape from from my region piemonte so it total it's a grape that totally adapted uh to to these uh, terroir of 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 small areas inside piemonte one is Barolo, one is Barbaresco. We have a little bit of uh, that is a little bit in Roero, of course, uh, in the northern part of Piemonte, uh, you know, Gattinara. So it's it's really difficult to grow Nebbiolo outside of here uh, because uh, the combination of, again, of terroir, so soil, microclimate, uh, it's difficult to find a, a situation like, like this one outside of Piemonte. So for me, uh, I taste it some interesting Nebbiolo in in a, in, a, in a few spots in a, in a, in, a, in Australia. Uh, you say yeah. Australia is very hot, but they have also some cool spots, and, and there there are some winemakers that are trying to make uh, a a cool in in a cooler wine uh, sites. Some some good Nebbiolo. The Nebbiolo in, in California, you need really to find uh, some some cool spots again. So it's difficult to find a, a Nebbiolo. Similar to our nebbiolo uh, Because the, the If you have a warmer A, a warmer uh, A warm uh, site uh, starts to be um, uh, To be too fruity You lose You lose really the, the identity of, of the nebbiolo uh, If right. it's too cold You lose it the other way <laughs> It's too diluted Too acidic uh, So it's uh, it, It's difficult to find really Nebbiolo outside of Piemonte which is good and bad. It's good because it makes the, bar- the, the wine from here more uh, really typical from here. Uh, it's bad because we uh, it's also more limited, and and they also sure. it's it's more also limited to be known. The Nebbiolo uh, it, it's really it's a grape variety that people don't don't know too much, and and there is there will not be the chance also to know too much. So it's good. Because again, limited and really connected to, to a terroir, to a place. But uh, the, the other side uh, uh, is not going to be a variety for. It's not going to be like a Cabernet Sauvignon or or, of course. or Pinot Noir or Pinot Noir. Right.
1: So, are there any events? I want to make sure before I I, I put in the email your, your uh, website in my um, in my chat room, just so everybody can go there and check it out and. And uh, get all the information about your your uh, the history and everything else about the wines. Of course, um, are there any events, Pietro, Pietro, that you're that are upcoming appearances, news you would like to get my you know let my listeners know about about your wines, about you, uh, anything out that's going to be happening upcoming that you'd like them to be at and see you. Uh,
2: we we uh, I uh, we don't have a very uh, Big big uh, events like <laughs> uh, because uh, but we have a uh, w- what what I I like to do is always to uh, welcome people to uh, to to here to the area uh, to visit uh, the winery here and to be able to taste the wines here and to see how you know where the wines are made in this beautiful area here of of Barolo of the Langhe and, and Piemonte. and especially in the fall now we are. We are back. we are now in the harvest time and we're gonna to get to the truffle season. That you know, it's it's a fantastic, uh, unique. Uh, the white truffle is is a unique product also from from my region.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I will be probably in Hong Kong in the at the at Hong Kong uh, Wine Fair in November. It's gonna be an, uh, also another fair in uh, in November, also the beginning of November. In Italy, called in Merano, in the in the northeast, in Alto Adige, a very important wine
1: fair, also. Okay, so I'm making sure. And that then I'm gonna
2: is- be I'm gonna be in uh, in uh, visiting the United States, uh, in uh, in California, also in November. November is a good month, also for tr- for traveling. Uh, I will be in the cellar. I think all all October because uh, to follow my wines <laughs> the new 2011 wines and then uh, uh that's uh that's uh, the, the the those are the the, the events that are coming um, but but for us for us from here no, uh, October November are very busy busy uh, months here at the, at the at the winery a lot of people come lot of friends a lot of supporters, (laughs) a lot of fans, they come in this season because it's really a fantastic uh, uh, opportunity in in this moment of the year to visit.
1: Excellent. I wanted to to end on that note because we had uh, less than a minute left. First and foremost, I want to thank you for being my guest tonight. I I really appreciate you giving my listeners such a great insight into your world and into your uh, your wine company. Um, Of course, they can go to your website to find out more about your wines. And uh, Pietro, you've been wonderful. And I, I have to tell you, I, I'd like to have you on again. So uh, I hope to do that in the in the very near future. And I will let you know when I am in Piedmont, <laughs> I will most definitely come and visit you. Uh, and we'll sit down and we'll drink some wine together and, and, and eat some food. Sound good?
2: Thank you very much. I, I look forward to see you here.
1: Absolutely. I will let you know because I, I do plan on coming.
2: Thanks so much, Pietro.
1: I appreciate everything. Uh, Be well, and uh, and keep making that great wine that you make.
2: Okay. I hope I look forward to do it. Okay, thank you.
1: Thank you. Take care.
2: Ciao, ciao, ciao. That was
1: Pietro. Renato Rati wines. Well, that's the show for tonight. I want to thank everybody for who had emailed and who had uh, tweeted the questions and called in. It was fantastic. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you have any questions, you can uh, email them to info@thewineguru.com. You can go to my website for more information and listen to archived shows. www.thewineguru.com, and uh, ask me any questions you like. Um, please listen in. Tell everybody about it and. Um, as I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for student wine guru. Drink up. Good wine. Good night. And lastly but not least, on uh, September 22nd, I will be doing a wine dinner at uh, in Margate, Florida, at the uh, Bella Chibo, uh restaurant between 7 and 9 p.m. It's $50 per person. You've got to come. It's going to be phenomenal food and phenomenal wine. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great evening.